Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I'm Honestly, I'm trying the thing again where I'm going to record before eating a salad. I think it went well enough yesterday. Um, I did end up eating a salad. It was very beany and crunchy with ranch. But um, the main thing also I have to report back on from yesterday was our downstairs toilet's been acting up. It hisses. And it had not been flushing sometimes in the morning. And the way that it works, I figured it's releasing air pressure, which is ultimately what flushes this kind of toilet. And if you turned on and off the water, you could get it to flush again. It was just a kind of inconvenience and it made you nervous to have guests because it's in the guest bathroom and it did happen when we had Penny and Toshi here she had to come ask me how to flush it again and I was like yeah you turn the water off and on I know you know so I went to investigate I mean I've investigated it many times but it's just not anywhere it's not recognizable it is and I should say, I mean, it was like an $850 toilet. It's a very expensive toilet, relative, you know. And for that, what you get is something that plumbers don't know anything about. And <laughs> you can't find any YouTube stuff about. And there was, that being said, though, there was only one other American Standard video of this toilet. And it was of them replacing the two parts that presumably could break the two moving parts that made me a little suspicious right if there was videos on how to fix and do every part that'd be one thing but they picked these two parts to make videos about the replacement of the regulator and the actuator our actuator is i think clearly working fine the regulator is what I had always suspected and what I had always toyed with. It is like an air escape valve, which I imagine when you actuate it, right, and it flips a switch and it dumps the water with the built-up pressure in the tanks. And then where the water comes in is the regulator. And it has a few holes to bleed the air from the water as it flows into the holding tanks. But then it also has like a spring actuated brass bit captured inside of it. It's threaded on multiple sides. I mean, it's comprised of two parts, each with threading on either end. So there's four threads on this thing and three of them have O-rings. One of those O-rings had been pinched. So I suspect it's that. And... I had readjusted the O-rings and got it to perform better for a little while. But then what started to bother me was that it was always hissing. I mean, it's just always hissing. And that means air is bleeding from it. And I imagine if air is always bleeding from it, then water must be moving out to dissipate that in some sense, right? Like the pressure has to remain constant. So... 
it does not instill confidence. And I spent uh, actually not that long yesterday on the phone with American Standard telling the nice girl, you know, here's what's going on. And she goes, oh, well, there's very few of these toilets. I can see that not a lot of people have this toilet and we've got very little feedback on this model. So she asked me to send a video with the hissing because it, it didn't pick up over the phone and uh, to send proof of purchase. And it's like, dude, we bought it through Wayfair. You know, I ne we never registered for the warranty or any of that. So I was a little nervous. But ultimately, it shouldn't matter where you bought it from. I did find the old receipt on the Wayfair website. I um, sent that and then I shot a video on my phone, but I used my nice microphone and I put it right up to it and I edited together where I switched the audio of my phone for the audio of the toilet of the microphone. And then I waited and today uh, they got back saying they're going to send a new regulator. So fingers crossed because it's just frustrating. Like, I mean, now it flushes every time, but occasionally it makes a gurgling sound and it really does hiss. And again, it just does not instill confidence. I've, I think a big part of this was I saw a uh, two-bit Da Vinci video that he had made where he went around his house looking for leaks, trying to reduce his water usage. And the couple of little leaks he found ended up being thousands of gallons a month because they're just constantly going. And people don't think that way. They don't think, oh, a running toilet might be costing me not that much in money, but you know, thousands of gallons of water per month. And I don't know that that's what's going on with this toilet because it's not a regular toilet. A regular toilet, you would know, oh, that's using water. This one, I think it must be using some water, right? We'll see. Of course, the part is back-ordered and that they say they're going to get a shipment of the part soon. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just happy to give the feedback and to see what happens. We'll have to check in with them somewhat regularly. Maybe, I mean, she said something about how if they couldn't get that part, they might have to replace the whole toilet, which is a shame. And I, I had said, you know, with almost everything that we've got from China in the last couple of years, and I'm not talking like cheap Chinese junk. Long ago, early in our lifetime, all of the expensive stuff started being manufactured in China as well, right? So I'm thinking like all of our appliances, um, our table, you know, the steel tables we've got, like everything we get would come with like a dent from shipping or um, just something would break. And it's just like too often now that we have to make these warranty calls, our scooters. Like, and I don't think it's super controversial to say that maybe the Chinese slaves that are working away in these sweatshops aren't having as great of attention to detail as maybe they once did. Maybe it's that we're like in all but an, a cold war with China that they've stopped enforcing quality control. And I just, it's a great shame of our uh, grandparents' generation is that they really did betray their uh, descendants by moving every bit of manufacturing over to the most hostile country, you know, right? On the far side of the earth. Like, used to have uh, 
and I don't know, it was this thing where it was like, if we automate or ship overseas the jobs of these stupid American uh, that vote against us, these people that want to be in unions, how dare they? Let's ship their jobs overseas and it'll work out. Anyway, it's the revenge. It's almost like Montezuma's revenge. We should have some sort of name for it. General Sow's revenge. Oh, that's actually what we had for dinner last night. General Sow's chicken and broccoli. Um, in other news, man, woke up this morning and one of the funnier things is that Disney has cast a young black girl to play Ariel in the new live action Little Mermaid movie. And, uh, you know, every time that this happens, and now it's very, very often that this happens, there's backlash. People, you know, who are people who are panned as racists complain that all these white characters are getting uh, replaced with black characters. Black actors are getting cast in all these things. And uh, every time, right, you see these comments that they're just like, oh, fragile white people can't handle. Or I would see one thing that was like, how about you tell that to all the young black girls who cried with joy when they saw a black girl like them, mommy. It's like me, mommy, another black. She's a girl of color, mommy. Look at that. Uh, they love it. So there they are. And Casey and I went to go view the trailer just to see, like, what would that be like, right? And I think the news story that actually drew me to this in the first place was how this new Little Mermaid trailer becomes the first or it has the most dislikes for the, uh, two views of any Disney trailer. And of course, YouTube got rid of dislike counts for pretty much this exact reason. Um, I wish, I mean, I don't have it in front of me, of course, the info and the timelines, but yeah, it was definitely like a movie came out, multiple movies kept coming out where they were blackwashing the cast and crew and people were complaining and leaving bad comments. So these like giant conglomerates went to YouTube and said, hey, re you better remove the dislike button because you're embarrassing us, right? Not, oh, we're embarrassing ourselves by making things that are hated by people in proportion to those who uh, vocally love them. But then an another thing you read in all these comments is people like praising this kind of casting decision, but with specific animosity towards white people. For instance, I would read a comment, a comment thread that was like, oh, I can't wait until they make the story of Jesus, but he's a Middle Easterner. Or, oh, I can't wait until they do Santa Claus, but they cast him as a black guy. Those kinds of things. And um, also the sentiment that... The, the sentiment that um, they're fictional characters, so who cares what color they are? And it, it's just kind of wild because, again, like, if it was one lone case, then, yeah, you're right. Like, people need to get over it. But there's something to be said for, like, every single woke conglomerate making these disgust—this, like, it's a disgusting cash grab where they're pandering to people and condescending to people. And— uh I, I just, 
I do think that this is often said and so people roll their eyes at it, but like make new characters. I mean, it's amazing to me that no one, that you would want to be a director making the like third adaptation of this like junk, frankly, it's junk that uh, you shouldn't like if you're an adult, right? And I get that, oh, you want to make things for kids, but like I grew up in a time where there was new cool things for kids coming out all the time. Like SpongeBob SquarePants came out. That was the best thing. Or like uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends came out. That was amazing. Um, Adventure Time, etc. There was always these new properties with new characters that could be any color they wanted because they uh, they weren't based on like you know a Danish story from the 1800s or whatever. And uh, that's the real shame hidden amongst these blackwash adaptations is that it's like, why aren't you letting new voices be heard? You know, instead you're taking advantage of like, frankly, people like the mother of this child who wants their kid to be famous and also wants like the several million dollars that should come with their kid being the new black Ariel. So they're like, oh, oh, they, they can't think for them that like actually uh, these white saviors are condescending to you. They're casting you explicitly for your black skin so that as a token of their wokeness. And it's really, really quite gross. But I'm split because you don't hear that as much. You read it on incredibly downvoted comments. It's very much made to feel like the unpopular opinion until you see the ratio of likes and dislikes on these cash grabs. And this this is coming from someone who has watched Lord of the Rings show and will continue to watch it despite their um, virtue signaling casting. And the same with the House of the Dragon, which is honestly better and is more forgivable in their... um, blatant woke casting decisions but I, I think that this is really I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time deciding if like this is the biggest problem with filmmaking and production right now or if it's just a larger symptom or a symptom of a larger problem which is the uh, lack of new properties and new IP and, and creative casting like there have been black exploitation periods in Hollywood before for sure I mean the uh, late 70s comes to mind but this particular black exploitation period that we're in it's like i don't know are black people going to the movie theaters more because of this like are do you think that black people this is maybe what i'd ask to like the chairman of disney or whatever do you think that black people are going to show up to movie theaters in such droves for a retelling of the little mermaid that it will save your sinking ship like, are black people the missing link in... Uh, oh, that sounds worse, the missing link. Uh, are black people the missing link in your Disney Plus subscriptions or your HBO subscriptions or your Amazon Prime subscriptions? Are Do they suddenly, like... are it, At one point, they pandered to teenagers, you know? At other points, they pandered to mothers. And it's like, because they had the disposable income to actually like save their industry they thought right like if we make these movies for them they will come and fill the seats enough 
that we will, our industry will survive. It, are black people that? Because I, I can't imagine that they are. I can't imagine that black people have enough money to make up for all the people you're chasing away. And that's the difference with the kind of religion of wokeness, right? Like, they're not trying to save the film industry. They're trying to push away a certain ilk of white people who they would claim are racist. I would claim are sensitive to condescending. I think that's always what it's been really is like people don't like you condescending to them, shoving your morals down their throats. But at the same time, I applaud like you trying to make something new, you know, you trying to make something for a different group. I just think it's really weird that it's always like someone else's stuff. It's like a reverse colonization where they're trying to go, oh, you know, we're going to get revenge. We're not going to try and do our own thing. We're going to live in spite of the status quo by reversing the expectations in a very mocking way almost. Mm. What else about that? Maybe not much. I don't know. I just think like I was saying to Casey, like it's funny because Disney, no one cared about like Disney making Mulan. I don't think that there was an outrage of like Disney making a movie with Pocahontas in it. Um, of course they're animated, but I think more so they just weren't, they weren't already white characters, you know, or, or fictional characters with white skin or whatever. They just could make a character who was, this is the story of a princess from China. This is a story of a princess who's Native American, etc. Um, so yeah, I mean, I never talked about it on here. But when we went to go see, what movie was that? When we went to go see Bullet Train at Cinemark, um, like four trailers in a row were like black women movies. Like it was uh, the story of Emmett Till, which I was, all, I was immediately torn by because I'm familiar with the story of Emmett Till from school, of course. And the uh, outrage that comes up anytime Emmett Till is artistically portrayed. For instance, there was a painter several years ago who painted a portrait in a very expressionistic and brutal style of Emmett Till in his casket. And it was an amazing painting, but it was painted by a white woman. So there was an outrage where uh, a bunch of black protesters showed up to the gallery and tried to block the view of the painting by just like standing in front of it, you know? Uh, I thought that was very childish and immature and that, you know, the art stands on its own regardless of who painted it. But then you see these movies and you're like, oh, so wait, was every single, it only matters who's the cast in these movies, doesn't it? If this movie was directed by a black person, that's just a cherry on top. No one cares about any of that, really. When they watch the trailer, they either uh, want to see black... They just want to see a movie with black people. If it's a tearjerker about the death of a child and a, and a great tragedy, oh, well, you know, based on a true story. But to me, I'm like, man, that was a true tragedy. It's a little bit exploitative to make a movie about it for money because you are actually all just people working for money. I don't think any of you are 
Emmett Till super fans, but whatever. Um, so that felt kind of gross, right? To see a trailer about such a sad tragedy and to know that like it is an important story feels gross coming from Hollywood. To know that ultimately there's going to be some profiteers making a whole bunch of money off of this project, you know? Now, immediately after that, played a movie, uh, Wakanda Forever trailer, which is like the Black Panther, but all females, you know, leading the charge. And uh, again, Disney. And it just looked like a, a bottom shit tier movie for real. I mean, Black Panther was a pretty shit tier movie in and of itself. And I know that's an unpopular opinion, but it was a shitty movie with bad CGI and just like, it was a bad movie all around. Um, so this one is not only like the same virtue signaling black exploitation, but it also is all women. And then this time they have like spears and stuff, which I think is super condescending and gross imagery. And then the next thing that played, and you can't make this up, like this is literally a, a turkey three in a row. The next movie that played was maybe the same woman. I think the same woman from Wakanda Forever uh, also wielding a spear, but it was a historic movie about like these black women. Uh, I think it was called like the female king of Africa or something. And it was like in the 1800s, them fighting the British, the British colonizers, but again, like with spears and specifically all women. And it, it, there's something to be said for it's like, I know I'm shitting on these movies just based on their trailers, if any one of them was its own thing, it would just not be for me. I'd it'd be as simple as that. I'd be like, oh, it's just not for me. But it's that they are um, all together. They're all together. And that's the point of this whole thing. Is it's, it's all together. It's a bit much, you know. And I, in fairness, I think the same thing about Christmas every year. Every time that Christmas happens, I get disgusted by how much Christmas is shoved down your throat in every store. There's Christmas music playing. There's Christmas decorations. There's people dressed as Santa. It's a bit much. You can have the two days. Why not? Two days of Christmas is all we need. Christmas Eve and Christmas. I would like it to even come as a surprise. If I had no idea Christmas was coming until Christmas Eve, that would be ideal. That's how I feel about these in your face. <coughs> Black exploitation movies. Anyway, thank you very much. I appreciate you listening if you did, and I hope you understand my perspective. My racist perspective. Um, please stay safe and healthy, and come again tomorrow. <laughs>